Welcome to the UCM. We're your tour guides, Zan Peters and Joe Semino. And we're going to be taking you through our humble little museum's collection. The exhibits may or may not be real, but the stories sure are. Enjoy your visit today at the Uncanny County Museum. sore oh yeah did you hit the gym no i got the fluster oh you got the double xp boost mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. i got flu in the right arm uh oh COVID booster in the left oh man you you get like the infinity stones of uh of vaccines i guess that's uh yes yeah, nice so, well no it's kind of cool because like my left arm uh it's the yeah, so I get like uh, Windows operating mm. software. Right arm, I get <laughs> iOS. Oh man, you got like a dual computer setup, but with like yeah. medicine in a sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it like the opposite of when Popeye eats spinach and gets the really big arms, but instead <laughs> you get like softer ones that are just sore? <laughs> it kind of is like that, I guess. If like if Popeye ate something healthy for himself was no longer able to lift his arms. <laughs> yeah, for like what, two to five days? Yeah, yeah, I woke up at like, you know, 6 a.m. with a mild fever. Oh, Jesus. Like, oh, God. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, I, am, I am quite a science experiment right now <laughs> going on inside myself. God, well, just at least you're not adding any caffeine, and then I guess that's one that's one thing not to worry about. Yeah, I think I I think I've told you about. I don't know if I've talked about this here at the museum before, but I have. Uh, I think the most. You know, some people, some people I know out there have actually done, uh, drugs before, but for <laughs> me, like, I've been so sheltered in my life. I feel like the 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 most times I've ever had contradictory substances in my body was when I was very cold at a restaurant eating spicy chicken and waffles uh and then also drinking an Irish coffee mm. and having never drank coffee before. <laughs> So oh, that's I, I, right. I yeah. want to I want to say that is the that okay. that's that's maybe uh, the the only other time I've I've been so uh, <laughs> I've been so liberal with the combination of things going into me. Mm, okay, so chicken and waffles and Irish coffee mixed with spicy well, I said, chicken and waffles. Spicy, spicy. Sorry, uh, chicken. Spicy <laughs> chicken and waffles, alcohol, alcohol and caffeine, cold. Uh, yeah. yeah that's not a good that is not a good combination of items right there i mean you got no, a depressant no, I, enemy. Felt, I felt very yeah. i felt very off that day yeah um, but yeah uh it's uh that that being said uh <laughs> i am happy that we find ourselves back in the uncanny cabinet this week Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. I think it's going to be uh exciting and kind of giant 
as an exhibition, oh. if you will. I'm sorry. Oh. I saw my opportunity. I took it. <laughs> I had to think of something. There's going to be too many. I, I think I should probably be up front now. There's going to be puns. There has to be puns. An enormous amount of puns. And Oh, see? It's great. It's too much. Uh, we got giant bones. Something oh, yeah. there. There's something to be fun there. Yeah. No, it, oh, I mean, th- this. Oh, nope. That one's just made of plaster. Okay. Oh, uh, right. Um, <laughs> How how are these giant bones real? Hmm. Well, anything's real if you believe it to be Zan, according to some logic. Um, but hmm. no, not really. We don't really know. Okay. But I'm gonna. Well, let me say this. There's a couple mm-hmm. of mi- we got a few mixtures here. We have mm-hmm. real bones from okay. giant skeletons because I think we can okay. assume that some people do grow to be seven to eight feet tall, like like Andre the Giant, whose skeleton I have seen. And it's oh, kind of a, it's already a very wait, questionable wait, decision. Wait, Andre the Giant's skeleton is on display? Pretty sure, yeah, at the Mütter Museum in Philly, unless it wasn't his oh. and someone else's. So I could be very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Should I look that up just to make sure? Maybe we, yeah, let's, Hold double, on. let's double check on that one real quick. But that is, <laughs> I mean, that is kind of interesting. That does, you know, I know Andre the Giant was a showman. Um, and, and just a, a wonderful, uh, oh, yeah. from, from everything I've, I've ever heard about him, an incredibly generous, kind person. That does sound like a very P.T. Barnum move, I'm just gonna say, if we took this, um, really a, a kind, a, a, a kind of 20th century cultural icon and put his skeleton on display, that, that sounds like, uh, that, that's a very, uh, it's a very ethnographic museum move. Yeah. Okay. I I actually don't think it's his. I just looked it up, and I'm pretty sure it's just a very tall person. And I just oh, so, somehow so, made a false so memory. A, like someone else that had gigantism. Or... Yeah, a seven a seven foot six tall skeleton, and it's the tallest. Ex- it's the tallest skeleton on exhibit in North America, apparently. So that's kind of oh. cool. Just look that up real okay, fast okay. at the Moody Museum. Guess, I guess we should also then clarify today. Uh, today's creature that we'll be talking about uh, are giants. Yes, that that would be correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're talking about some giants. We got giant yes. problems with giant creatures. Mm-hmm. There's there's something there, but yeah, yeah. Well, we we can kind of go over the the long and esteemed history of giants. Um, mm-hmm. you know, beginning in 1925 <laughs> when they joined the NFL, the the Giants uh play at the MetLife Stadium, uh, which is actually in New Jersey, despite being a team associated with New York, much like the Statue of mm-hmm. Liberty and Frank Sinatra. <laughs> okay, we- <laughs> yes. But also, I, I'm pretty sure we're talking about the giants, you know, the mythological creatures and not the New York giants who are the sworn enemy of the Eagles or is that the Cowboys? I don't know. I don't remember sports very well. <laughs> don't, aren't, aren't like the, is, isn't it what it, I thought like, is this, is this just a joke I've always heard? Because again, I know nothing about professional sports. Aren't the Indians the, the enemies of the Cowboys? Or is that just a joke? Because Cowboys and Indians. I think it's just a joke because the Indians, oh, okay. I think, are a, a baseball team. I think I don't think there's a football team. What? We have we have the the slur that I'm not going to say because they need to change it uh, for Washington. But oh, but they did they did change it. It's, did they finally do that? Well, yeah, no, it's um oh. actually uh, I I have um multiple friends that uh, are from 
DC or the DC oh. area, and they actually really love that it's called Washington Football Team. <laughs> Is that really what they changed it to? That's yeah, amazing. they changed it to. There's supposedly in the coming months, um, they're going to be changing it to a more permanent name. Like they're going to be like the the DC Presidents or the DC Guardians or something. That's kind of cool. That's cool. But actually, like a lot of people kind of legitimately like that it is Washington football team. <laughs> and now introducing Cowboys versus Washington football team. That's perfect. That is yeah, what we need. Yeah. Oh I mean, my one, gosh. one of another one of my friends that's from the UK mentioned that that's how all teams are named pretty much in Europe. Yeah, they're like the name of the city or town. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. No, nobody has uh <laughs> No, nobody has a uh, that 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 sort of naming system for teams. I guess because in the yeah. U.S. we move teams. Yes, I don't know, man. Probably. Uh, yeah, th- this is this is really far outside yeah, of either play... of our depths. I think. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. Go go Washington football team. Yeah, I guess um, so. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with. I mean, see, I played more D&D and was more into that, which had Giants mm-hmm. versus watching the New York Giants play the Eagles or something. So that's mm-hmm. more my experience when it comes to the creatures that we'll be talking about. But It does sound like Lord of the Rings, like Giants fighting the Eagles. It does! I think that happened in one of the books, I'm pretty sure. I, I have no idea. But like, Are there Giants in Lord of the Rings? Yes. In... I want to say the Silmarillion, like the encyclopedia that he wrote, yes, for the world building. There's trolls, which are gigantic. So that counts, I think. Speaking of, since we're just naming things that that are vaguely related to this, um, the Pixies song, Gigantic, I... It took me a very long time to realize they were saying Gigantic. I thought um, she was singing I'm Dancing. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. I didn't realize they were saying oh. gigantic, gigantic. Mm, mm. That's fair. I feel like that's yeah, fair. No, so with this is really becoming a an exhibition of things that Zan and Joe do not know. <laughs> Isn't that what it always is, though? <laughs> <laughs> but okay. But, but all of that aside, we're gonna get yes. serious for a Let's second. Get serious. Giants are a, a an entity, mm-hmm. giant humanoids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is something that is extremely widespread in pretty much all cultures all over the world. This concept, uh, and that's that's pretty interesting that there's some type of mythology that is that prolific because. A lot of times when we talk about something that exists in every culture, you wind up in a couple of weird situations. One, you can start to get to a very, uh, you know, kind of a space where you're speaking in very universal, generalizing terms that, you know, while there's all this overlap between different human cultures and societies, we don't want to try and unify everything to some oversimplification of of everybody which inevitably you know uh marginalizes uh the the nuances that happen across that that tapestry of civilization right right. uh and the other thing is as soon as you mention typically this exists in every culture 
you you hold your breath until the person finishes that thought with so we know they're that the aliens uh were in contact with the mesoamericans as well as the egyptians because how else would ancient humans know to build pyramids of course i mean the ancient astronauts had to show them according to the history channel Mm -hmm, and they did mm -hmm. they did zan according to these theories allegedly Mm. is the favorite word here allegedly according (laughs) to (laughs) theories it's all 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 contradictions but yeah i i i agree it is that is the nerve-wracking thing here, and it's always that. I, I think we talked about it in our last tour, too, about um, with with merfolk and mermaid stories, that because you do have common threads here all across the world with mythologies that are similar to a certain yeah. extent, it doesn't mean they're the same. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. the nuance and tropes are the same, and it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that some beings from outer space had to teach us that, because we don't talk about that when it comes to chairs, Right? We all made chairs. Everybody has a chair in their society, whether that's the floor or it's a pillow or it's some sort of, you know, wooden chair that like is in your grandma's house or something. But they all have one function, mm-hmm. right? It's like a similar it's a similar device. It's something that is used mm-hmm. but is different depending on each mm-hmm. culture and has its own you know, th- I'm, I'm trying not to simplify this to chairs because that's doing exactly what you said not to do. Right. But it's I mean, it's like I, I'm I, I'm going to go on a wild guess here and say that maybe sitting was something innate to humans, and we just sort of carried that everywhere we went. I mean, yeah. I, we have yeah. to rest. It makes sense why, but yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, mean, I guess some some of us some of us like a little bit more of a squat. I guess that's but, true. Uh, some sort of yeah. resting position, but I, the, yeah. this can be said with anything though. The I'm Romans just, liked lounging if they could. Not all. Yeah. I'm sorry, not all Romans, but yeah, you, it's in those fun <laughs> you know paintings of them. But, yeah, yeah, where it's like uh, feeding... everybody's kind of propped up on one elbow, yeah. like they're at a sleepover. Yeah, not very comfortable though. Not really good for the back. Uh, but the point, yeah. the point is that it's it, with giants specifically. We see it all over. It's a very mm-hmm. common, you know, occurrence in mythologies. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be something real or something yeah. that is. Something that has one universal explanation, and we will be taking no other questions. I guess is that, if that makes sense, right. like where it's like it is this because mm-hmm. A plus B equals C, so therefore it has to be you know that it's angels or that it's aliens or that it's that. It's always the kind of like mm-hmm. accepting the 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 most outrageous thing, but also mm-hmm. without critically engaging in discussing that. Whereas I think here we want to take some time to really get into the mythology of giants not as much of the specifics but more of the broadness to it have a case talk about one specific case study where you know there's been reports of giant skeletons being dug up Mm -hmm. in specific locations and what it means specifically symbolically to have a creature that is so human-like but so distant from us that is quite Mm -hmm. literally enormous what does that mean what does that tell us about ourselves and how we Mm -hmm. see or how we can explain throughout history, you know, throughout mm-hmm. our cultures, different ways of understanding the world and things around us. Yeah, exactly. I think it's also worth uh, noting that 
um and maybe this is a good place to start and like a lot of ancient religions giants are not just mythological creatures that Mm -hmm. exist um you know on the fringes you know if you go you know the there's sort of the idea i think maybe this is a more contemporary idea uh that you know people thought of giants as just something out there go beyond the woods go beyond the mountains you might you know be careful you might run into a giant but giants were a part of a cosmology like Mm -hmm. especially for the norse and maybe i'll let you speak a little bit more to that because i think Mm. you know more about this than i do but i know like the norse even had like different types of giants right there's like the frost giants yes yes loki is supposed to be half giant uh yeah it's 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 part of it's yeah it's part of their cosmology it is it is part of their religion that there are giants and then you know in in abrahamic religions there's multiple mentions of Mm -hmm giant humanoids although with the bible you're in a position where you know despite what people who are like you know uh people people that like end up in uh protesting teaching evolution or gay marriage or something you know the bible is a good part of a a good portion of it is poetry and hyperbolic (laughs) language meant to communicate an abstract idea right yeah Uh, so you know when parts of the bible are like they're so big they make us feel like grasshoppers you know that doesn't literally (laughs) have to mean that it could have just been there were some big people that made us feel small uh you know it's, yeah it, 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 it's it's a literary device i mean uh even depending on which translation of the bible you even have the uh the height of goliath the philistine that uh david defeats uh changes you know uh right yeah Go- goliath's height uh, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, for instance, is described as uh, four cubits in a span, which would make him uh, about seven foot nine. Uh, but mm. in King James, he is six cubits in a span, which would make him eleven uh, three. Okay, that's not yes. entirely bad, I guess. But it is interesting. I mean, I I wonder though with mm-hmm. that like if it is one of these things where it's like legends attached to people that exist, but like they just get out of control where you're like, Oh, you know, I heard he was like as tall as a bear. Actually, no, he's as tall as five, you know, like five guy, five fighters with a sword, Mm -hmm. like hands as, you know, tight as swords or whatever, you know, like sharpest swords, I guess. Like just like these different, like like language right. devices that are not obviously they're not meant to be taken seriously when written in the bible like you know it's yeah. not quite it's not literal it's not a description i don't think that's the style that's going for or what it really stands in for yeah I mean, just have like you we- ever met, have you ever met someone who's 510 but their personality is six yeah I'd yeah so. i think i think i think we're almost talking about like a reverse napoleon Mm, yeah one people were shorter 
back yes. then. Yes. You know, uh, I I would be a, an average height man or a, a slightly tall man. You know. Yeah. Uh, back then, you know. Uh, but but now I'm I'm in this world where I'm just I'm <laughs> disrespected every day. People literally <laughs> look down on me. Um, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I still have the problem where that I never grew out of um, (laughs) that I perceive people that are taller than me as older than me. The problem is there's all these darn extremely tall high school students. Mm. uh, And then suddenly you're like, you were born in 2004. What? And yeah, it's just That's some weird. tall, lanky teenager. <laughs> uh, yeah. But by the rules of the tall people, they're older than you because they have the yes. height advantage. I do the same thing, though, but except all of the people who have been taller than me, in many cases, have been older than me, only until recently. Mm. So mm-hmm. that gets confusing. But anyways. It... Right, right. Um, But yeah, the one, yeah, we don't need to take this stuff too literally but also Mm. this this could also be speaking to um maybe more metaphorically what what a giant is is doing as a literary device it is something that is making people feel small in the yes case of the like david and goliath story i think you know where they're obviously they're trying to demonstrate uh cunning will take down something big and strong that you can think your way around um, brute force. And this is even sort of what we were talking about uh, last week with mermaids, you know, a a different type of energy to uh, the upfront blunt type of violence. And I think that's that's sort of like almost what the giant represents. It is kind of like that opposite of the mermaid. What what are what are the things that I I feel like we associate with giants? Are they're big? They can be strong, but we also have that perception of them as uh, as lumbering, as not as smart, or just mm. completely disinterested and indifferent to a smaller creature. And I think that's what that size conveys is at once you get that big, what would make you what would make you care about the world of the smaller people? It's it's almost kind of a stand in for the indifference of nature. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's like that. Um. Do you remember like the the movie The Green Knight with Depp Patel that came out recently? Oh, do Where... I remember The Green Knight? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how can you forget? Honestly, yeah, yeah, no, but... no. I mean, in in my in my list of uh, top movie hand jobs of all time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's that scene, which spoiler alert, I guess, but I think it was in the trailer, so whatever. There's that also because it's a like thousand year old Sto- epic poem spoilers well you never know zan some people didn't read it it's fine they didn't have it in english class um, but there's the scene with the giants that shot so 
it's just so beautiful and haunting mm-hmm. at the same time. It's very yeah. sublime. It's terrifying but peaceful. And it is kind of, it feels like that stand-in for nature or this bigger it's something bigger than what's happening. What's happening in our main characters in Gwaine's, you know, or Gawain, yeah. I think they called him, but it doesn't matter. You know, their their perspective, but also even just in general to the quest, to this idea of some of achieving something, there's this massive burling creature that's almost human, almost not, that looks mm-hmm. right at you and then continues walking. And it's just this, it's, it's very, yeah. it, I don't know, it's very sublime. It's very... Well, I mean, even f- the, the word, the word you chose a moment ago, perspective. I mean, mm, imagine yeah. trying to explain your problems and your your quest to yeah. a creature like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is, this maybe even makes room for the idea that, you know, giants don't have to be dumb creatures. It's that... It's again. It's the the removal from yeah. uh, from what your concerns are. I think, uh, you know, I I think in the case of Goliath, you know, Goliath yeah. is just the the champion of the Philistines. You know, yeah, big guy, um, big sword. It's yeah, yeah, big know, guy, big sword. Um, you know, and I think that's maybe going after a slightly different message. The idea that David is the little hero, and you can bring down something big and dumb if you're small quick and smart yeah but 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 yeah no there there is but but i think that's the thing is like the idea that size in in the multitude of ways you could measure size size leads you to some measure of indifference Mm. to Mm. what's going on below you it's because you're big and strong you're goliath you discount Yes, the small, the small uh, mm. opposition. Interesting. I like that a lot. Um, in mm-hmm. how you said it too, because it also, it's also like there's something interesting with like these mythologies of giants, and even into like the fantasy versions of them too, where the bigger they get, sometimes the, the less. They fall. Okay. Yeah, I set myself up for that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you the... set yourself up to fall there. Oh my god, I can't stop. Look at this. No, no, no. But, you know, as they get larger, sometimes they're e- they're either more peaceful and just kind of like docile in a sense or mm-hmm. more violent, it depends, and just like menacing, yeah. but also when you know, when you get like your polyphemus or, you know, a a um um like a jack in the beanstalk kind of giant or or a goliath is probably a better honestly example. They're not that big. Like, right, compared to, like, a massive, you know, couple stories tall giant, you know, they're yeah. they're big, and they're but they kind of go in for that more, like, you know, burly, dumb, not really thinking through something and getting tricked or outwitted yeah, versus yeah. the, like, the blunt, it's basically how to outsmart blunt force or how to use yes. cunning, whereas... In certain cases, if they're used as a stand-in to be larger, like you have your the Titan, like Atlas, holding up the world, or you have Ymir the giant, and in in in, uh, Norse mythology, which is also similar for Attack on Titan, you know, you have. (laughs) I have to throw it in there. I'm sorry. We're talking about giants. The the modern mythology, Attack on Titan. Oh, Zan, if only you knew. If only you knew. I need you to watch it because you're going to think back. I know nothing about Attack on Titan, so. You'll have you'll have to take the wheel on that one. Oh um, my gosh! 
I I will say I guess because the the Greeks have giants and yeah Polyphemus is a giant but Polyphemus he's cyclops, is also a cyclops yeah. yes yeah um, he's gig- he's gigantic I guess he's in he's the he's in the category wait was the the Titans are mm-hmm. are also a race yes. Well, like that, yes. that, that's that's I think the the crucial thing about this is like that they they sort of have, but they're not. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're giants. They're just a. Uh, I, I'm. They're just I'm, big. <laughs> I'm half remembering Greek mythology here, but it, it it exists within their cosmology. It's it's very similar to like a well, it's similar and different than um the Norse mythology where you have like Acer versus Vanir gods. So it's different types yeah. of gods so to speak you have your titans and gods i guess was the other option right so you're different ones going to war with each other once considering the other evil perspective exists so i guess we can look the other way too depends Mm. that's where like i think greek mythology lays out this kind of good and evil scenario whereas Mm. like in norse mythology it's complicated and i only really know it through pop culture i'm gonna be honest and just being interested I mm-hmm. and again I always reiterate this. It's the same thing with Vikings. I don't know why I'm interested in this. I just know a lot about it, and one right. day I'll find out why. But it is fascinating. I think it's it's partially even in this in the um, you know, in the recent God of War that came out, but also in mm-hmm. other renditions of these mythologies, there is this look at like, you know, it's it's the Aesir and Vanir gods. So Aesir would be like Odin and Thor. And, you know, you're kind of, you're Balder and big, the big boys in a sense who are going to fight. Whereas like, um, I think Freya was actually Vanir. So it's a different family, you know, that was not really on mm-hmm. the same page as Aesir without getting into it. Cause it's really complicated. The, the Jotun are there, are the race of giants that also exist and they hail from mm-hmm. Jotunheim. It's their realm, which is one of the many realms in, in the mythology, but essentially they are their own race of beings which Mm -hmm. can get kind of dicey in more contemporary times. But, you know, they're in some cases big, but not in all. It's kind of different Mm -hmm. in a sense. Like, to give an example, like, yeah, Loki, as you said, is part giant, but then also so is Jormungandr. The the world serpent is technically a giant. It is a giant serpent, but it's not a human, right? It's not not a person. Right, well, didn't didn't Loki, like, doesn't Loki, like, Give birth to yeah. a six-legged horse at one point. I, he also I, gave I'm birth not... to the world serpent, so it's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't know how <laughs> it gets confusing. It's a bit. It's crazy mm-hmm. and also interesting. But you had it, to be there. I'm had sure. To... Well, I mean, again, though, we can also look at that. Maybe not that specific scenario, but in general, like this idea in Norse mythology too of us versus them, as oh. historical mm. context to what was even happening in ancient times when people are moving into those areas. Because I think we often forget too that, you know, you do have Indo-Europeans moving into the Scandinavian areas and there's already indigenous people like the Sami there. So what does it mean mm-hmm. to form your culture over fighting and claim to land and pushing others right. in different places? What is the, this is a theory I've heard. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much impact it has, but personally, I mm-hmm. think that has to leave some sort of mark on the culture and the interests yeah. there, right? Like, it, it could be one way of explaining. It doesn't necessarily explain yeah. the giants, but it does explain these, like, reasons why you have Aesir versus Vanir and then all of them versus mm-hmm. giants and giants versus others and who to consider them evil and not consider evil and the list yeah. goes on. Well, even, even like, going back to, like, Jew, Jewish mythology uh, and and then by 
as as a result uh uh christian and and islamic um there's the story of uh you know when when they're when when moses and and the jews are going to uh they're trying to go to the promised land when they get there initially uh there are supposed to be giants living there and they're uh so afraid they they don't go they they don't go and uh god actually punishes them for that as 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 he tends to do <laughs> right he was angry um, back then yeah yeah um but and and then it's it's uh if, if you know the story then it's actually joshua who finishes moses's uh job of you know bringing uh uh, bringing them to uh, Jericho and 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 into the Promised Land, uh, so there there is sort of a, a an idea of a, a an imposing foreign force mm-hmm. a, as a giant that does seem to be in the in the vocabulary of ancient people's rhetoric, you know. Um, I think Prometheus is a titan, yes? Yes. Prometheus is a titan bringing fire from the gods to the humans. Uh, Yes. It's, uh, it it does seem like it is a stand-in sometimes for some type of foreign body. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I I, I know there are, there's a lot of like metaphorical or allegorical uses of it too mm-hmm. that I don't think we can necessarily look past either when mm-hmm. like specifically describing it. And I guess that's where it gets a bit confusing when you start to get into like what do we consider a giant number 1, right? Mm-hmm. Because then when you when you start bringing in the discovery of bones and you know, oh, we found the most recent giant humanoids and, and cryptids and things like that, that mm-hmm. line starts to blur because, like, are they giants then or are they just tall? And, as as I approach right. all things. But even, like, <laughs> like maybe a good segue, too, for that is, like, do you remember that? I don't I, Maybe the, I dreamt this, but do you remember the, like, <laughs> 2000s ABC original movie of Jack and the Beanstalk that aired on TV? Have you ever saw that? Um, I, this, I have a vague recollection of maybe a trailer for something. Okay, because like that. that's like, this is like Dinotopia era of TV. Like, okay. Like that, okay. like, like Prestige Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> sure, that's one way to put it. But that is, that was already, that already brought so many questions in terms of discovering things. But it is weird to think about mm-hmm. like how that was also where they, as it goes, because it's in modern times, Jack and the Beanstalk's like today in the 2000s, but essentially they find this massive giant skeleton in a field and like archaeologists are digging it up and I think the government raids them and like hoards the bones in a bunker. Right, right. As you do. This this, this is sounding a lot like that other Discovery Channel uh, (laughs) documentary where like they find a dragon in an ice cave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this was yeah. fa- this was fiction. This was like th- this was the oh, this show, was but... as opposed to that, which was totally real. <laughs> well, no, I didn't know. I I don't remember that one as much. I didn't know if it was like the mermaids thing where it's like a mockumentary. Yeah, it was also okay. That's what I was like. Wait, I don't want. I want to make it clear that this is this is very much ripping off the the. It's Jack and the Beanstalk before the like Jack the Giant Killer movie came out, which I don't know why we keep making those, but you know. Yeah, I mean. The there's uh 
there's there's that desire to try and imagine the world as this more rich magical place that yeah um that we feel cut off from now and uh and and in a world where humanity uh seems to uh be on be on a path of unsustainable uh destruction of the world yeah the giant problem literally yeah sorry uh, (laughs) global um yeah hi there my name is colby white and i'm one of the hosts from force football facts a podcast where my friend zachary and i force our other friend tyrell to give us insights into the game even though he doesn't know anything about it We use our humor to bring you weekly football news in a new way that takes fan opinions into account while also helping new fans understand why we love this game so much. You can check us out on our website, forcefootballfacts.com, or wherever podcasts are available. Hope to see you soon. There's some desire for something that makes us feel small again that feels like it could put us in our place that could um that that we that we could again uh feel like we are at odds with nature because it, mm. it feels like that was what so much of our literature was always even about it was like yeah it was humanity versus the elements and unfortunately we're we're in a position where uh any elements we face at this point are kind of like from our own doing, you know, yeah, it's like, it's, true. it's like when there's, when there's ice storms and droughts and stuff, it's in, in places where they're not supposed to be. It's like, it's co- <laughs> collar tug, collar tug. I wonder, I wonder how that got there. Ooh. Yeah. 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 How did that get there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it is, I think there's definitely that desire to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think it would explain a lot of the the reasons why we are uh, people are so and and I think all of us too, especially with cryptids, are so like you know it's out there. It has to be out there, yeah. right? Or like even with aliens, to feel not alone. I I do. It's not the time to mm-hmm. talk about it, but I do very much have a working theory that it's all connected to existentialism because I'm pretty sure it is. Mm. Like this idea that we cannot be alone because if we are alone, then what does that mean? Now I I right. personally don't think we are, but at the same time, I don't mm-hmm. make every excuse for. Uh, as we know, I don't make every excuse for civilizations to have contact with something else. But again, it's this idea that like, yeah, there has to be something more. This can't be right. it. Well, cause y- y- what what you're seeing too is our um, different time periods having sort of a different read of this concept and stuff. So yes. if you're if you're familiar with like the whole chariot of the gods type of idea, where, yeah. Um, uh, people want to say, well, all of these ancient uh, stories and mythical creatures and humanoids, uh, you know, the the Nephilim uh, from the <laughs> Old Testament, the the watchers in the Book of Enoch, these are all aliens watching humanity and, and guiding us uh, in ancient times. Uh, you know, and this is why they're described as as huge or Sometimes it's translated as giants. Sometimes it's angels. Yeah. Um, but but it's like 
people want to say, oh, well, this was this was this entity back then. We just had we just had different names for them. We called them giants. We called them angels, but they were actually aliens. <laughs> oh, surprise. Um, that's uh, you're you, you you start to see we're, we're trying. I, it's an interesting thought that. Uh-huh. That we're trying to apply what we know to something unknown. But yeah, you very quickly end up in a uh, in in a in a bizarre idea of humanity. Even yes, that, uh, yeah, that that you think that our accomplishments are are becomes of some external force. It's actually kind of a depressing view of humanity. Yeah, it's like infantilizing. It's condescending. It's it's. Oh yeah, it, I, I think it does a lot of disservice to, and also just like there's so much more interesting things out there. Like I say, but you know, mm-hmm. there. As even I was doing research and looking into more of the topics or more of this mm-hmm. topic for giants, especially like looking through YouTube, which is the best place to go oh, for research, yes. as we've learned throughout life. Um <laughs> I it's kind of wild because there's one yeah. story I want to talk about specifically about the discovery of bones and that of giant bones, but before we get there too, just this idea that like there's there's like already controversy in like conspiracy <laughs> territory about like like I watched a video that was I thought it looked professional and it wasn't but basically like this guy <laughs> was like doing a YouTube narration describing giants and was like crit- it, it was sort of really interesting because they were critiquing like video footage of like this Japanese movie that showed a giant and it just it looks like a CGI giant like it's clearly fake and it's supposed <laughs> to be and he's like you know I actually use this to like um to deep not I, I don't even remember it was like basically using this footage to to poke fun at how like all these conspiracies have run rampant and really did harm to like the giant like theory and ideas we have out there by saying it's like extraterrestrials or whatever and i was like oh okay this is going to be like really conceptually you know getting Mm critical you know critically thinking about where this comes from and then no of course it's still no giants are real and they existed and this theory is like wrong, that, but my like theory is right. Slightly critical, though. That's it was kind of fascinating. Yeah, it was interesting because you're like, oh, like we recognize that this is harmful. Like that the idea of like spreading false images and people believing them and what that can do is impactful. But then, what does it mean to constantly keep going? I was kind of into it, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. that opinion, it wasn't what I was necessarily trying to do. But it's like, hmm, that's mm-hmm. fascinating that there's this already. That there's always going to be these like nuanced takes. It's not just like it, it. I don't think it is always this like black and white scenario of you are a delusional conspiracy theorist or you're a hardened, uh, you know, scientist that's only going to believe in what they see and facts and whatever. I think there is room to be critical right. and to engage. Yeah, like well, it's it's like uh, it's like how um, it was a uh, I, I forget the name of it, but it was a Christian publication that eventually brought down Mike Warnke. Who is that? Mike Warnke was uh, a I, I'll put put air quotes around the word comedian, but uh, uh, was a guy that claimed that he was a um, a former satanic priest. And basically oh. he is uh in large part responsible for starting the satanic panic oh jesus okay yeah yeah huh well turns out he was lying about everything oh of course (laughs) of course so and did lots of harm i'm assuming um but you know and and with that i wanted to bring up 
in talking about like theories and ideas about if giants can exist and kind of ped- backpedaling a little bit to where I was mentioning of just, you know, discovering bones and skeletons of cre- of human-like creatures that are just tall in a sense of just mm. these really big oversized skeletons and people kind of like making it to be a big deal. There is mm-hmm. a really popular story that's even more popular now about the discovery of giant's bones or giant bones, I guess, in Sardinia. <laughs> are they giants' possessive bones or just giant <laughs> bones? Well, they're giant bones, but they're the giants' bones. So both? Okay. <laughs> I know, it's confusing. I haven't figured out the language for it yet. But I've even, like, when I visited with my family, both I think in 2018 and 2019, just two different parts in a sense, um, I went to the grave of giants, which is real. It's a real thing. It's pretty weird. And okay. also, I mean, but it's, th- it's different. The gi- than- there's the giants causeway in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, like with this, it's kind of similar where it's like, it's either the grave or the tomb of the giants. I think it's the tomb of the giants. Cause it sounds like a boss area in dark souls. Like honest to God, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> and I'm like, Hmm. Okay. And it's really, I mean, it's neurotic architecture. It's really ancient. Like this, you know, cause it's an, Sardinia has a very, very old history and with very ancient civilizations living there. And this, of course, then inspires places like the History Channel and other conspiracy programs to be like, how did they build all these, you know, monolithic things, all these monolithic stone Uh, buildings with such small bodies and small hands? Because, you know, Sardinia people are small. They didn't actually say that, but it was implied and I took it personally. Um, (laughs) No, but... but But it's true, like well, you know, like it, not- noticeably <laughs> smaller. Did you undergo well, island dwarfism? Well, no, like it is true that like most you're, of the population you're, you're, you're of Sardinia sea, is small. You're seafaring people. You're no, but they are small. People. They're you, small. You got to you got to fit on boats and they're like and five stuff. foot five is an average. I think it's pretty. T- okay, you know, it's okay, tinier, so. but also like altitude because it's mountains. Also, I'm just also I'm just gonna say this right now. Uh, so f- please do not correct feel the need to correct me uh giant's causeway is in ireland i apologize ah mm, good good call yeah thank you thank you <laughs> but but yeah like i i i i make a joke about it but at the same time it is kind of like it, it starts to feel like that when you have these like incredible mm-hmm. feats of architecture by an ancient civilization that pulled together yeah. some incredible feats and then it's like no they had to have help by aliens Anyway, but besides that part, there is besides hearing it on on a popular you know TV show, mm-hmm. there I've actually heard about these theories from you know from my family members who live on a farm that other uh, farmers, especially in in Sardinia, when they have their land, will you know be plowing, digging up stuff because as you do, and will discover bones. And what that happens apparently is that. If you report it, as you're supposed to, to the, like, ecological department or one of the people that maintain the lands, because it's, mm-hmm. like, really, conservation and, and things there are really strict, and they take it very seriously to preserve, like, you know, the environment of the island, as well as, like, making sure everything's up to code, making sure people don't build in certain places. And so what mm-hmm. was happening, allegedly, according to my cousin who was telling me, that... Yeah. If you dig up these bones that people were finding and you report them to like the government as you're supposed to do, they come in and they take everything and then they leave and they don't tell you anything. And it's like a secret. Mm-hmm. And this was also talked about in the show sounds, from yeah, the from sound, the, sounds sounds totally legit. Y- yes. Obviously. And so mm-hmm. like even in the in the 
ancient aliens i think episode that they did that my parents were telling me about because i won't watch it um <laughs> that you know i apologize to i guess any ancient alien fans out there but i don't know if this is the platform i guess but um you know anyway uh basically they even say the same thing where there's like this in in 1979 or some one of the dates you know that there's this giant skeleton discovered and that's when the whole hype craze starts and they were supposed to go and investigate these skeletons and then the person who was supposed to show them the bones pulled out at the last second and apparently like the church in a lot of times is responsible for like hiding these situations that was like with the skeleton in 1979 and there's a whole conspiracy with the smithsonian i believe too in certain cases that's a different thing though Hmm. i'm abbreviate i'm really paraphrasing through a lot of this because honestly we can kind of break it down very quickly but it is again these these conspiracies of finding skeletal remains that in their defense are reported they do exist it does happen and in mm-hmm. Sardinia in particular these do exist but i have a couple of things to pose as questions to then counter some of the theories whether or not they are atlantean or alien or a different race of people right where which yeah. is because it's a great story it's oh like, yeah it's crazy the, the <laughs> idea that you find something and the government comes in and kind of cuts you out of it takes it and leaves um I guess I'm curious what exactly the church would have to lose from proving their <laughs> well, giant. Well, that's what I was lost on because I was like, don't they want that? Because it's in, well, maybe not the Catholic church, I guess. Because I know the Protestants are really into the Book of Enoch. We don't talk about that in Christian or in Catholicism because that mm. that doesn't look too good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the Watchers are not a pride prideful thing to have. I think they're they are literally a sin in terms of, of <laughs> and what they stand for. Um, uh. <laughs> and, and I don't know if we necessarily have to get into it because it's a bizarre... We, we would probably need a whole tour dedicated to the Book of Enoch because it's well, insane. We definitely will talk about the Book of Enoch and Jubilees at some point because I feel like we've made reference to it. Yeah, that's true. Enough. Um, I guess I'm... I'm I'm surprised Catholics aren't as into it because I feel like they like extraneous things. Uh, that are are beyond just the the bible itself but yeah i i guess i guess yeah no it still is a question of why exactly it would be so bad for them for there to be giants i guess that's uh, this is also the question of if the government was trying to hide that there were giants why if all of the nations of the world you know how well all the nations of the world <laughs> get, get along with each other perfectly right? well yeah you know how well you know uh china <laughs> russia the united states uh they just they just love to yeah to get along with everybody so what do they have to gain from convincing everybody that the world is round hmm got me there you know like yeah. why are they trying to hide the truth of the the, the earth being flat well, you know, they want to not let like, you know. What, what is behind the giant ice wall? I'm just asking uh, questions. You're just asking the questions um, and not getting the answers because they don't want mm-hmm. you to get the answers. Exactly. Uh, but- <laughs> can't, it can't at all be because of the question itself. Mm, true. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it is kind of odd, like, too, even with the Sardinian one, because you're like, this is like a small town church you're showing us. I don't think mm-hmm. they're hiding anything. I mean, maybe, probably, something dark, I'm sure, but, like... Maybe not this. Maybe not. It's it's probably not, as many faults the Catholic Church has, which is a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if hiding the history of giants is there. If I'm wrong, 
I will 100% Add own it up to, the to list. it. I will own up to it. But I don't think in the in the in the in the Pope's vaults of uh you know all the, the 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 what is it the the papal vault that has all the information that apparently everybody wants access to for some weird reason. I don't know mm. if that's going to contain the knowledge of giant giant people existing. Um mm. so that'd be kind of cool though, I guess. But I mean it it would it would be it it would be one of those things that like if any pope was going to do it, I feel like Francis would be kind of into it. He seems into <laughs> aliens. Yeah, release the um, release the archives. Yes. Um, okay, but I mean, if if we can t- t- let's take let's take a moment here and you know actually talk about the the more serious angle of this, which is yeah, I I can totally believe a situation where someone found a what appeared to them to be a giant skeleton uh-huh. and some archaeology or uh, some some archaeological team shows up and maybe a paleontological team shows up. They dig it up. They kind of keep people out of it and then take it away. And I yeah. think especially in in places like Italy where... So much of the uh, the the preservation stuff and the archaeology stuff, um, all that national heritage stuff is so tied to the government, not only because yeah. of the way their governments work, but because they have so much stuff to manage. Um, yeah, so so many artifacts to manage. I can imagine it's like a lot of European countries, a just in incre- incredible web of bureaucracy bureaucracy that uh mm, is just mm-hmm. difficult to get a straight answer from well yeah uh, they are so, they- so yeah I, I i can see this scenario <laughs> i guess this then brings us to the question of okay well what are people finding <laughs> yes uh, when, when, yeah. when they're seeing this stuff yeah and i know like and and I would agree a hundred percent too that like that is most likely what is happening on the governmental side of this of the government side of this you know where yeah it's, it's as, rather than it be something nefarious yeah uh, it's just they ne- don't ne- care ne- like, nephilim nefarious ooh, nefarious ooh, nice nice oh it's all connected it's, it's all, all connected but but yeah it's it's not like. You know, they already have so much to deal with when it comes to preserving like monuments mm-hmm. and art museums and like the, tr- you know, really treasured artifacts that are so attached to the culture there. Yeah. That like even people there don't necessarily like, like Italians are really into also just like touching everything because mm. it's it's like you touch the marble to understand it, to really feel the sculpture, which is fair yes i get it but also when we don't want oils from hands on ancient things that might ruin it you know like you don't necessarily we don't necessarily want locals interacting in uh Mm -hmm. archaeological digs i understand that that is their land right if it's their you know Mm -hmm. family's land that they've owned for generations and and some stranger starts digging on it that's going to be annoying that they're not telling you anything but it Mm -hmm. is kind of this like it's probably a transparency that just doesn't exist. But yeah, yeah. In, in continuing with this, what are they finding? And that is that is a good, it's a big question here. And I know we've ah, it's a big question. Yeah, it's keep them coming. Just, they keep we, coming. We just keep these coming. Um, I mean, I guess I can kind of step in yes. here a little bit as 
as as someone with with a mild paleontological <laughs> background i'm uh-huh. gonna guess they're just finding mammoth and cave bear mm-hmm. bones yeah i, I that's I, what i, I think i i think they're i i have no doubt someone's digging on their farm in sardinia and uh up comes a giant femur uh yep. the, yep. the the paleontologist comes in and rather than wanting to explain paleontology to uh you know some poor agrarian person uh they just kind of cart it up uh tag it and uh you know br- bring it some to yeah pr- you know probably some governmental uh uh lab repository. the lab <laughs> The, the bunker um, you know like the the um wherever the uh the ark of the covenant ends up in the uh, first indiana <laughs> jones movie like they've yeah. got that but it's all mammoth bones um we've got yes. top men working on it we got the, the best of the best and it's just locked away in the in the archives mm-hmm. kind of like our museums here but um, you know even even being out west being in montana there were a lot of people that have that kind of grudge against paleontologists because like at least in the united states because like being being in europe this is just this is just my uh what i saw Uh having been in europe having been in israel um because those are places that are so wrapped up in um history of the last few thousand years they have very, very, compared to the United States, very little interest in paleontology in comparison to archaeology. Right. And I feel like your average uh, American has a little more, especially people that live in, in the regions of the country where fossils pop up regularly, uh, your your average American might have more familiarity with prehistoric mm. life, you know? Yeah, that's uh, a good point. And I would just kind of, it would just be my assumption that there is not the the ubiquity in Europe of of a, of of seeing uh of seeing prehistoric animals, of seeing mammoths and and dinosaurs, yeah. you know? Because even when we when we look at the history of paleontology which you know as a as a science that we think of now in our in our conception of science like is something that was started in italy germany and england you know uh all of this stuff was kind of going after these local legends of what are these giant bones that people are finding uh, right when when they're digging and stuff um there's uh the story of you know someone finding the head of a femur and they claimed it was a giant and it was later identified as uh uh part of the bone of megalosaurus mm. uh one of, I, I actually i believe megalosaurus was the first dinosaur ever identified oh wow that's interesting yeah so th- there there is stuff in the ground you could find that is enormous I think this this brings us to another let's call it issue with giants is that if there were giants you think we would kind of find them or have more evidence for them because they were big. 
and <laughs> yeah, you don't say. <laughs> yes, and we also sort of have this question of, um, you know, why, you know, it, it seems like you go back in time, things were bigger. So I think we have this hmm. expectation for there to be giants in part because we have the, we're like, oh, well, you go back in time, there were, uh, you know, giant birds and giant dinosaurs and woolly mammoths and stuff. Right. Um, we, we have this conception of, of megalodon, you know, like, oh, you know, did you know that there was, there was a wombat, but it was, you know, the size of a cow, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, we, we have those kinds of ideas of prehistoric life, and in some cases, that is true, and it's worth looking into, like, why were insects so big, and now they're not? You know, there used to be dragonflies the size of eagles. There used to be... Uh, you know, centipedes the size of cars. Um, that's terrifying. Like, yeah, but I mean, that's during a very specific time period uh, where the, the Carboniferous specifically, uh, or Pennsylvanian, Mississippian, if you live in the United States. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> elsewhere in the world, the Carboniferous is referred to as the Carboniferous, but in the United States, we divide it into two eras the mississippian and pennsylvanian i have genuinely never heard it called that and i learned about the carboniferous in the united states i have never <laughs> heard it called that <laughs> so i don't yeah, know what i was learning earth, nobody else knows what pennsylvania is anywhere else on earth <laughs> yeah so it's, it's, very, it's very american to do that I it's guess. kind of it's like so... when you go to another country and you see a kfc and you're like, you're like i don't think you know where kentucky is that's still throw me off that that's in venice <laughs> that you go to venice you're seeing the canal and there's a kfc that you can munch on in the train station bizarre mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but okay, so so let's take that for example, giant bugs. We yes. we know there were giant bugs. But dur during that period, um there was incredibly high oxygen content in Earth's atmosphere. Right. And higher oxygen content means that insects can get larger because arthropods do not breathe in and out the way that we do. Mm. Um they have to uh absorb uh it, through uh, spiracles in their body. Like they, they have to absorb the oxygen directly out of the air. Basically they can't um, force the air in and out the way we can with our diaphragms. So because of that, you're there's, there's sort of a cap on how big your body can be because once you get to a certain size, if you can't breathe in and out, um, there's a, there's a limit to how much oxygen you can feed into your blood so right, right. part of the reason as vertebrates we're so much larger than everything else is because of our we have lungs the way we do and we have muscles the way we do um insects and arachnids do not which is why we used to get spiders the size of footballs and uh now we don't fair it's, uh, you know, th there are reasons that certain animals were larger in the past. It wasn't just everything was bigger back then. Right. There, there usually can be things that you can attribute to the large size. There's the question of, 
why are there all of these enormous animals in colder climates? You know, like the mm, idea that yes. like you know, you go far north enough, you might find a giant human because animals are typically larger in colder climates. Well, it's because when and when you have more body mass, when you're larger, you're able to retain heat better. Ah, um, right. Yeah. You know, this this is even the logic of, you know, where are the biggest penguins? The biggest penguins are, you know, like uh, emperor penguins that actually live in Antarctica. You know, you go further north, penguins are smaller. That's a good point. Yeah, I never thought of that, actually. Yeah. I mean, there, there are, I should say, there are smaller penguins in Antarctica as well. But, but, this, yeah, is, but... Th this is this is a very, very general rules of biology but in for sure yeah the, in, in general in colder climates you do start to see these bigger animals like grizzly bears and moose and reindeer i mean even polar um, bears are huge oh like. Like, uh, po polar polar bears the biggest living uh you know terrestrial predator on earth they are very uh, cool but very scary i will oh, yes. say yes so scary I mean, yeah. that's even, you know, just a, a terrifying monster that is still alive to this day. And then there's also, you know, a lot of animals that are alive today that are as big as they've ever been. Like horses used to be very tiny and have gotten larger. Whales yeah. used to be much smaller. And now we have the biggest animal that's ever existed, the blue whale. You know, there's no animal that has ever been as big as the blue whale is. There's not even a dinosaur yeah. that's been as big as the blue whale. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And then you, we have one more kind of issue to tackle, which is the biomass even necessary to sustain a giant. You know, because as things get bigger, it means it needs more food. And yeah, this is sort of the Nessie problem. Uh, where Loch Ness does not have enough biomass. And biomass is not just when you get communion out of a test tube. Um, <laughs> uh, biomass, you know, we have to, you have to think of a, of, of a food, uh, of a food web of, you yeah, know, there has to be fewer predators at the top uh, of the food chain than there are below. You can't have more. You need more uh, prey than predators for sure uh, in order to sustain something. And there just aren't enough living things at any level of uh, the at any consumer level of um, Loch Ness, for instance, to even sustain an animal as big as Nessie is supposed to be. Right. It would, ha it would have to be completely different in terms of what they eat. Yes. Or they'd have to, like... They would have to, like... And maybe giants photosynthesized. I don't know. Well, maybe if they're like rock giants, that could be kind of like that is actually what's yes. in Lord of the Rings, by the way. I remembered as we were talking <laughs> is the, the rock type yeah. giants. So that could be glad. Kind of... Glad we cleared that up. Yeah, it was necessary, yeah. obviously. But <laughs> obviously. Yeah, we got to get everything right. This one. The, this this one. <laughs> I already messed it up in the beginning. So, you know, it is. <laughs> but it, 
Um, but but yeah, no, I mean, just when we think about how big we want mythical giants to be, it's just not realistic in terms of no, one. You know, there there are physical limits to how big uh, a terrestrial animal can be, and then two where does where does the the food even come mm. from to sustain something mm -hmm. that big and i feel Just, like this is why we have to kind of keep giants in the realm of mythology because when you start to look at it from that biological perspective there just really isn't anything right that can support the idea of you know the you know these creatures as big as mountains moving around well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I I guess that's where my questions come into play too, where we start to like, where you start to see these, you know, the theories and the conspiracies and also the just general curiosity of having like giant skeletons being found because the skeletons yeah. being found are not football fields large. They are eight feet tall to 10 feet tall, maybe 12. Okay, and it's, yeah. And it's like, I mean, I'm just generalizing. I'm sure we could get bigger ones, but and that's when I think it starts to fall into like, look, we found this massive femur bone. I wonder what it is. And in reality, it's a dinosaur bone, even though it just looks similar, mm -hmm. right? Like, which yeah. I think hap is like what you're saying. Of course, it, it makes sense and it happens a lot. So I guess it's like, I, I just wonder what that what what that means in terms of like how we go about looking for things because yeah, it would be really cool if. Well, maybe terrible. I actually don't know if giants <laughs> actually existed because they could either be docile or try to smash your house, and that's not cool. I don't want my house smashed. But <laughs> but it is it is as you're saying, the science the science the critical analysis here and using science to back up the claim and actually start to investigate it rather than just disagree with it, right? Like actually sitting here and saying, mm -hmm. "Okay, well, you know, Yes, in colder climates, things get bigger, but here is the 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 consequence, or here's the trade off in terms of food. Yeah, and the same thing with the 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 time where there's more oxygen in the air and bugs were bigger. Okay, yes, but here's why. There's an explanation, yeah. and there's an exploration into that explanation. So that's, I think, the key here, and and what you're saying of why we do, I you know, I think need to keep them in this mythological presence where they seem to be more of a stand-in for something bigger, for something greater. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we also can just have people that are taller. It happens. Or that aren't taller at all, and we're just discovering <laughs> different types of bones, which is more probable in a lot of these cases. It, yeah. we, You know, it's like you're saying, we do, or like we said, they do have skeletons of people with gigantism. You know, that does exist. That is a reported condition. People do get tall. They tend to have problems as things go on because, you know, with oh, joints, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure, on, and other on, things. To, to go back to Andre the Giant, I mean, he famously had, uh, you know, many health problems and yeah. was in encouraged by doctors to, you know, have some sort of surgery for his, uh, his I, I think his pituitary gland was, you know, just basically what was just constantly working constantly uh making him making his body like grow and grow and grow mm. yeah like it, it does exist you know it happens and i don't think it's just a one case thing either so yeah yeah it, i mean you could imagine like what would have someone born with uh gigantism uh you know 500 years ago you know what what happens uh 
a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago. Exactly. Big person, big sword. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, well, I mean, like you know, you probably would have gotten some veneration, maybe given a big, uh, a a a bigger than average funeral. I mean, or if you were friendly. That I mean, I guess we're also assuming that this is like you're a warrior, right? Like, which not everybody would be either, Mm. but. Which is something I didn't even consider back when we were starting this conversation that you could have been tall and mm-hmm. nice and just doing your thing. You y- know, you can who knows? Be. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> well, mean, most most people are, but well, because we we have we have enough um, documentation of depending on what time period, depending on where and when. You know, we know people had to. Uh, had were aware of dwarfism in the past yeah um you know and whether you just treated them like normal people or you you know made them perform in circuses right. uh was maybe a little bit more dependent on which culture uh you happen to be born into but we know people had uh had a concept of of that i think and and there is also a there is also a, a mythological association with smaller humans which maybe we'll have to talk about as well mm, um or, so so there's uh you know but but we're we're, we're aware that you know yeah people with dwarfism are not uh halflings right right um it's uh it's understanding that there's always been a spectrum to humanity uh and probably those those in there there were individuals like that it's difficult to say if there were entire races of people that we just don't know about that were particularly large back then because like even even if you had like a group of people that were average height now, they would have probably been interpreted as giants to whoever they were in opposition to, you know, like, well, yeah, you're, you're, I don't know, your typical, uh, modern day basketball team would be so much taller (laughs) than your average, you know, medieval peasant. Yeah, like five foot five or whatever the average height was in Europe at the mm-hmm. time. It's like it's like the thing too with um, you. I, I mean, I know a lot of this has been like, not all of it is true necessarily, but like even like Spanish or Italian explorers interacting with like indigenous populations and especially those in like mm-hmm. Patagonia being taller, which yeah, just diet wise makes sense too. Yeah, there are sort of the legends of the the Patagonian giants and that. I believe to some extent does also exist within the, although I believe this is also somewhat contested, like to what extent that exists as um, the mythology of the people of Patagonia. Um, Mm. I, yeah, I I know that that's a little, the, the interesting thing though, is that we do find giant dinosaurs in Patagonia. Like That's I cool. believe the, huh. the largest dinosaurs, Argentinosaurus, Giganotosaurus, the lar- one of the largest theropods, uh, is a meat-eating dinosaurs is from there. Uh, a lot of the Titanosaurs from there. A lot of 
lot of a lot of the biggest dinosaurs are from there. It's uh, that's it's interesting. interesting. Huh, I yeah, didn't know that. They, they were they were kind of right. There were giants kind? in Patagonia. Yeah, they just missed it by a couple million years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I guess I can say that uh I haven't finished Twin Peaks just yet. I have been watching it. Uh oh, I, I okay. n- there is a giant in Twin Peaks. Really? I never finished Twin yeah. Peaks or gotten very far. <laughs> or I got past the first episode. So Real? Oh wow! You I want to. I want the first to. Episode. I I didn't it's, give it a proper uh, go. I need to. It's the. It is one of the weirdest shows. This this has very little to do with giants, but I'm talking about this now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is a show that is. I cannot figure out if it is good or not. Okay, I guess that's valid. It it is good, but. It is also a soap opera. Yes. Every actor in it is soap opera level acting. Uh, but it's somehow done so artistically that it is incredible. Well, it's David Lynch, man. It's always going to be some... It's going to be kind of like a soap opera and then also terrifying and weird. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No. Yeah, because it has a lot of serious themes in it and then and then just the the hammiest acting you've ever seen um it's great <laughs> but yeah i i don't know entirely how the 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 giant fits into the lore of small uh northwestern uh uh pacific northwestern towns mm, in the united mm. states i guess anywhere you go in the world there, there's got to be a few giants hiding out there right well, they say Paul Bunyan's out there, so maybe. Oh yeah, Paul Bunyan. Didn't... I mean that that's that's such a huge part of yeah. uh, the American mythos. Yeah, it is. That's true. We, we have shrines to Paul Bunyan. <laughs> yeah, and his and Babe the Blue Ox. I used to love yeah. those stories when I was little. I was like kind of obsessed with it. I thought it was so fascinating. And then <laughs> and then the realization of like his axe can't literally cut through the rock. He's not that big. Grand Canyon's yeah. much bigger than Paul Bunyan's axe. I'll I'll have you know, teacher. Do you think <laughs> in thousands of years they will think that we really did believe in Paul Bunyan? Like we write we write down those stories knowing that Paul Bunyan did not, you know, carve the Grand Canyon oh, with his axe. Good... I think it's gonna be this if let's say it's like a thousand years, right? Okay. It let's could say end... a thousand years. Thousand years. It could end up being in the same vein as where maybe like people who start studying these, like all of the, you know, now mythology of our time, which would be thousand years in the future, the year 3000, would probably start to find out that, okay, maybe they had different tropes. This is assuming also we fall into a dark age. But um, I think there could also be the potential that it's going to be like how people think the Greek gods are real and that. Paul Bunyan did actually exist. And these stories are very literal because people now think the Bible, everything in the Bible is truly how it happened. So I I do Mm. think that there is this level of like realism that gets taken into consideration when we write things, unless we Mm -hmm. outlearn that trope. So I guess I'm projecting and I really don't know, but I think it could go either way. but, But this does raise the question now that we've had like Jack, the giant killer and we've attempted to make gritty, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, where is the gritty Paul Bunyan movie? 
Oh my god! Added to the list of things we need to make eventually. Wow. Yeah, th- I mean, because they, they every now and then they try to make a gritty Bigfoot movie. Yeah, it never works um, out. Never, never did it justice. Yeah, yeah. Where's where's the gritty, uh, you know, Paul Bunyan movie? The gritty John Henry movie. Oh, that you know, the gritty a gritty John Henry movie would be awesome. That would be so good, and you can't give it. To What's me your name, John? What's your name? and then you hear the steam whistle and then the chopping of the tree (laughs) falling down this summer oh my god is the rock paul bunyan oh huh or is (laughs) i don't know okay okay well yeah i could see that and then like who's john henry would would you do like john henry i'm feeling like Hmm. Hmm. This is our John Henry. Like, do you do you go older? Because like my gut for some reason is like I feel like I don't know. Would 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 Samuel Jackson like oh, I'd be like sick. yeah? Where's where's the the Quentin Tarantino? Uh, Paul Bunyan, John mm, Henry. I got crossover. you. I got you. It's Jamie Fox. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Now, you know what? I'm I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this. Jamie Foxx as John Henry. Where's this movie? <laughs> yeah, where? Yeah. So wow, this has been kind of a lot. This this this, this has been some great twists and turns. Uh, yeah, talk, talking it's... about this. Um, I guess they we I guess they never get into because because Paul Bunyan I think he was just a boy that was born and then just started growing and growing. I don't think <laughs> he, he just came got from real big. Real race bad. of giants. No, he's just big big lumberjack guy. <laughs> But then uh, did he just happen to find an <laughs> ox that was also giant or yes, were they, they did they like I think they grew up get together. bitten by the same radioactive <laughs> uh, pine tree? <laughs> well, we have to rewrite the lore because there's some inconsistencies. I also right, could see right. it where it's like attack on Titan and instead of like the colossal Titan coming over the wall, it's mm-hmm. um the it's just Paul Bunyan just like crawling over the wall, peering at humanity and ready to strike. So that's the gritty mm-hmm, version. That's mm-hmm. like the dark. What would happen if we had to interact with Paul Bunyan? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like if Paul Bunyan like up right over to the dark side or something. Yeah. And he was like, I have to. Oh, here's your answer to the food source. The food source is us. And that's how they have to sustain <gasps> themselves. Oh, God. So now it's Attack on Titan. Yes. It's Attack on Bunyan. Attack on Bunyan. <laughs> uh, this, is my, this is my coping mechanism for part two oh, of season God. four, everybody. <laughs> is that's that's the american version instead of wearing those weird <laughs> costumes with all the straps all over them it's just a bunch of people in flannel fighting like... paul bunyan it's a bunch of no it's, it's it's the same it's the same aerodynamic uh devices that they used to go around but instead of having the swords they wear they use axes and they have flannels this is the netflix version i guarantee you they make something worse than this <laughs> I guarantee it <laughs> when they do the live action remake because there already is a live action attack on Titan. And it's garbage. But mm. um, oh, my God, I mean, I've seen sm- clips of the live action cowboy bebop. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I did. Yeah. No, um, that's a whole different conversation about why anime does not translate into real life. But maybe we'll have to. do. Yeah, it just kind that. of always looks like you're making a porn parody. It really does. Oh my god. It really does. 
Oh, had so much potential. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of squandered potential, um, thank you so much yes. for joining us today uh, as we talk about giants. Uh, we'll be back next week with our next topic, next creature, uh, in the Uncanny Cabinet series. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Um, we are hoping everybody's, uh, again, been having a great start to their new year. Um, I had a very foggy, mysterious uh, New Year's Eve, which was mm. which was kind of fun. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I hope that hope that everyone else did as well. Uh um, if you'd like to visit the museum after hours, we are at Uncanny Museum on Twitter and at Uncanny County Museum on Instagram. Uh, what have you got going on uh, outside the museum, Joe, when you're not here working hard and, and researching <laughs> uh, researching frost giants? Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, I'm pretty sure there should be uh, my, the exhibition by um, the collective I'm a part of, Teleportal. Title entitled Ephemeral Existence is up and happening on at 526 West 26th Street, Suite 620 in New York City. Um, and that's actually open on Thursday to Saturday from 12 to 6, and that's going to the 29th of January. So we're really excited about it. It's the first out of our uh nomadic exhibitions or ephemeral exhibitions. Mm. We haven't quite nailed which they are yet, but they're it's really exciting. It's a great project that I'm happy to be a part of, and the work is awesome, so go check it out. And also, you can follow that Instagram at, at teleportal.gallery, and I highly recommend doing so. Nice, nice. Yes, please do. Please check that out. Yeah, and how about you, Zan? Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I've still got um, my work up at the Toys Show at the Studio Public House uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um... And uh, hopefully some other stuff to announce soon, some stuff that I can't uh, announce just yet. But as always, uh, just getting ready for my thesis show at the Tufts Medford campus uh, coming this May. Oh, man, so uh, Which I'm very, very excited about. Nice, uh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. As always, you can find me at Xanosaurus on Instagram or uh, Zanford E. Man on TikTok. You can find me at at Josemino Art on Instagram. And from the Uncanny County Museum, I have been Zan Peters. And I'm in Josemino. Be my phone. Bye.